Asshole Court is a bi-weekly podcast in which a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. We rate the subjects on a not-so-scientific scale, ranging from Mr. Rogers to Hitler, 1 to 11, and average out the three scores in the end for our final number. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. 2020 was supposed to be the year for many people. New jobs, turning over a new leaf, dropping bad habits, dream vacations, weddings, all the good things a new year can bring. And then to quote our boy Joe Exotic, 2020 said to the world, guess what, motherfucker? In the comment and review-centric world we live in now, if we could rate 2020, it would definitely be a one-star year. We kicked the year off with the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Pretty much every person on the planet has been affected by this in some way, shape, or form. From job loss, losing a loved one, wearing a mask everywhere, or giving yourself one of those Peter Pan pandemic haircuts, COVID-19 has wreaked havoc on our everyday lives. Then, to raise the stress and tension all over the country, we dove into some good old-fashioned race wars. And when we thought the worst was behind us, just like the great Billy Mays would say, but wait, there's more! Introduce fucking murder hornets into the mix, California and Australia burning to the ground, and then a slew of our favorite people dying, and the hits just kept coming. Not to mention, we had to elect a new president. An event that occurs every four years, but in true 2020 style, was an absolute disaster leading up to election day, and will probably carry over into 2021. Families stopped talking to each other, defriended each other on social media, and both sides of the aisle inundated us with shitty, finger-pointing, expensive, annoying TV ads. Jesus, enough is enough already. This episode of Asshole Court, we're going to dive into the absolute shit show 2020 has been. And as we've all seen, it has the potential to have the highest score in AHC history. Let's just get this fucking year over with. This is Asshole, Asshole Court. Court. boys let's pretend it's december 31st 2019 what would be your pre-show asshole score for 2020 going into the year man i'll be honest i've never really thought of a i have a hard time with this because like years are like sort of an arbitrary time thing anyways so it's like just time just keeps going but i guess you have to sort of segment things off i've never been one for like new year's resolutions and stuff like that right. i probably would have just rated it like i don't know let's just see what happens it was a very round number too. Like it did, yeah. It's like yeah. you know, it, it could be. It felt like yeah. You're like it, there was plenty of room for it to be cool or interesting or like ABC's 2020. They're gonna use that in a lot of their advertising. Right. Well, the Olympics had one of the best logos for it, and it was 2020 mm. Japan. And one of the O's, uh, one of the zeros, was the red flag of Japan, like okay. the red one yeah, in there. Yeah. And then they had to push that off, and yeah, yeah that kind of sucked. 
Yeah, I so I'll, I'll start it off. Say I would have suspected it just a five, just a no. Mm-hmm. Nah. Oh, this, this is uh, assholes. So uh, three or four, average asshole year. Average asshole year. All right. Mm-hmm. Now for me, I was uh, really looking forward to twenty twenty. I was kind of buying into the hype. I mean, I don't know if you remember, as it was about to kick off, everybody was super excited about twenty twenty. We had a uh, Cinco de Mayo was falling on Taco Tuesday. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, Love it. Halloween was going to fall on a Saturday night. That's right. And a full moon. We had a, there was, a, I think Valentine's Day was falling on a Friday. I mm. mean, there was a lot of things that like all, everybody was pumped up. Hell, we were going into 420 month. I mean, the month that stoners have been looking forward to for forever, mm-hmm. you know, April 420. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay. you had a whole month. It was a whole month worth of getting yeah, Earth, April Earth Day, right? I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> Come sure. from the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so I was uh, I was pretty pumped for it. Okay. So, I mean, going into it, I probably would have given it, you know, about a two or okay. a three. You were really right. excited. Let's give it a two and a half. That's right. where I would have been uh, jumping off All on right. it. Randy? So I don't think anybody knew what was going to be in store for us going into the year. We did a show last December titled The Wuhan Coronavirus that aired in January of this year. And boy, I don't think any of us saw what that was going to turn into. No, no. I actually listened to it the other day. It's the first time I've listened to it since because uh, some of our friends were like, it was actually sort of interesting and it was really hard to get through because I was like, well, if this shit gets weird, it's going to be real interesting, right? <laughs> and then now I'm just like, oh, oh man. A little foreshadowing from yeah. you there, Mikey. Yeah. Never in our lifetimes have we dealt with something as fucked up as COVID and just to kind of put a, a cherry on top of it, all the other craziness we've seen. But like you guys said, going into it, it was a nice round year. I'm not mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. A little stitious. A um, little stitious. So, yeah, I'd have gone right on average 3.5 as well. That would be a really good rap name. A little stitious. little stitious. little stitious. Yeah. Little stitious. Yeah, that's be yeah. little. Can't have you'd be, you'd be a there. total you lame. Can't enunciate. Yeah. I'm, little I am little stitious. A little stitious. <laughs> no, yeah. It, it's, I'm not hard stitious. I'm just little, a little stitious. Little stitch. A little stitch. Yeah, no, I think you're right, man. I think it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, we, I think we have an affinity for round numbers. So people were excited about it, but it didn't turn out that good to say the least. So with a 3.5 from Randy, a 3.5 from Mikey and a 2.5 from Buddy, 2020's pre-show asshole score would have been a 3.16. Okay. All right. Total average. average yeah. So that's actually kind of ominous. John 316. <laughs> Repeating six 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 six. John three sixteen Satan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you boys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the biggest topic of twenty twenty, obviously, is the coronavirus, COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, of course, shit sucks. Could. So as of today, which today December twelfth, we're recording this yeah, episode. Yeah. Three hundred thousand people have died in the United States. Yep. 1.6 million people worldwide. So that's about the total population, 1.6 million, of the countries of Latvia and Bahrain, right? Yep. Those two countries Jeez. have about 1.6 million people total. Yeah, like imagine all of Hawaii dying. Or, to put it in more perspective, it'd be like killing the entire populations of Belize, the Bahamas, Martinique, Iceland, and French Guiana combined. Man. Jeez, man. Well, it's just like wiping out. Yeah, and I, I mean, delete. only Martinique deserves it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Have you ever met someone from Martinique? I'm just kidding. Total, total <laughs> asshole. They had it coming to them. Yeah. 
So, I mean, this shit threw a wrench in so many plans. You talk about weddings people had planned. Yep. I, I think I read a number the other day. It was just astronomical, the amount of money people lost yeah. from canceled wedding venues. I got oh, to cancel my vacation to New York in, yeah. in June. That's I had right. to cancel a mine in May. Yep. Yeah. I was going to circle the world in 180 days. And I had to put that on pause as well. <laughs> you had to get outside and just put a knife right in your hot air balloon. <laughs> Fuck God this. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll come back to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And it, it just fucked up all the holidays, right? Like, yeah. we just, you know, got done with Thanksgiving not too long ago. Yeah. That was super awkward and weird. We didn't go anywhere. We just stayed mm-hmm. at the house. Yeah, yeah we did the did same. thing. You know what yep. I mean? Another, I went to Waffle House. Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I made sure we were socially distanced. Did they have no. the plastic sheets in between the booths? No. Oh, man. What no. kind of Waffle House were you going the to? The normal one. <laughs> yeah, they've they've started to roll back on those. Well, the the one I actually made out with a waiter, so <laughs> it was nice. A little weird. <laughs> Rub your tongue around his tooth. Yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice. The Waffle House chili. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so another thing, it fucked up pretty bad, and this isn't funny. Is it fucked up people's funerals? Right. Yep. We had um, a buddy that I grew up with in my neighborhood. His mom passed away. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it was back in June or July, mm-hmm. and uh, the funeral you can only have fifty people there. Yep. Everybody was spread out. It really just kind of, it just fucked everything up. My father-in-law passed yep. away uh, back in May. And we could, I mean, at the time, we really couldn't get together, uh, especially as a family, because a lot of the family lived up north and we're down here in the south. So uh, we ended up having to do a Zoom meeting, yep. Yep. just everybody kind of talking about, you know, his life and stuff like that. And that's yeah. it's awkward. messed up, man. Yeah, oh, Zoom yeah. meetings are awkward anyways, but then you have to, and funerals are also awkward. So it's just like, you know, chocolate and your peanut butter right there with awkwardness. Oh, yeah, it 100%. got really weird. We have, uh, we had a Zoom meeting. So a lot of my family lives up in Michigan and, um, you know, we're down here and my parents are super democratic, all about masks and mm-hmm. quarantining, and they don't let us even come to their house. And if we do, we stand like 20 feet apart. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, all my uncles up in Michigan are very much of the opposite belief, right? right? Come over here, Randy and French. Kiss me. This shit ain't real at all. <laughs> Pretty much. So the, the Zoom meetings just start out nice and cordial, and everybody's mm-hmm. talking about how hard it is, what they can and can't do, and then it would start to get political. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'd start texting my cousin. I'm like, uh oh, here we go, here we go, going yeah. down the rabbit hole, and uh, it, it got kind of awkward, but yeah, it's just fucked up. Um, my grandmother died, and they had the sort of a similar thing, and that, like I said, the Zoom meetings are so bad, and then it got to the point where they're like, her last words were. Cut it a little bit. And so that was what she said. And everyone was like, what did you say that again? They were like, no, it doesn't need to be said again. We're like, it's a Zoom meeting. Signals right now. Can you see me? Are you there? Are you on the line? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Another thing that hit everybody was the loss of jobs, especially the strippers. Never forget. They did uh, drive-in strip clubs. They would set up like tents outside (laughs) the strip clubs in Atlanta. You would literally drive in in your car pay and they would strip in front of you while you, you stayed in your car be a thirsty motherfucker yeah oh wow. yeah like a car wash dude just in there fucking just beating it to the- <laughs> right yeah i know the some strippers out in las vegas uh because they were losing so much them. in yeah. income they uh started doing like nude deliveries like nude pizza delivery and stuff like that yes they're filing lawsuits against the nevada government right now oh really yeah because they are they're Saying they're being discriminated against because I mean, other businesses can stay open, but they can't. And 
I've lost whatever. a lot of faith well, in humanity. How do you do, over it? This how do, you do a socially distanced slap dance? You just masturbate from across the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's really what it is. Lear like uh, yeah. Jerry Falwell yeah, used to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Bend over and wink your butthole at me. I think I could see it from this far back. Six feet. Why does she have to have a mask over her vagina? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. I, I get that they're struggling or whatever, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. This whole thing has made me really lose faith in humanity. It's like the ability to like recognize it like an existential threat and to treat it accordingly. But whatever, yeah. man. Yeah. It, but you got to look at like real jobs, like the restaurant workers and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah. I feel they're bad just for getting them. crushed. Dude. Other, but that's crushed. the thing. Like other countries, like they stepped up and like were saving those people's asses like from the get-go we were like here's 1200 bucks good luck for the good, next yeah. eight here's months the next, good luck for the next year yeah. yeah i watched uh who wants to be a millionaire a couple it was last week and the guy it was a celebrity he was a uh, an author but he was also a chef and he was you know part of the celebrity crew or whatever so whatever money they won they gave it to a charity he won the million dollars and his whole charity was to help the chefs in new york who yeah. were out of work Right on. Spread the love a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I want to say that something like fifty percent of all restaurants closed down. Oh, and it's not in over New York. No. I mean, yeah. alone yeah. Yeah. and yeah. like with no hope of reopening. Yeah. Well, and it's a culture change too, because I mean, now I don't. I mean, I think you're just going to see a lot of changes in the way people view going out to eat. It's like mm-hmm. well, I don't really need to do this shit. There you is, get used to cooking yeah. at home. It's going to have some ripple effects in the future. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. There is one thing that I I do believe is here to stay. And it's the fucking scannable menu stickers yes. on restaurants. Yeah. So if you're in a part of the country or the world where you aren't able to go back out to eat, we are fortunate enough uh, where we live. You can go to restaurants, um, but they have these stickers on the table with a QR code. And you mm-hmm. just take a picture of the QR code and the menu pops up on your phone. Yep. So you don't have to have a physical menu mm-hmm. and menus. I mean, it doesn't matter. Nasty. They're fucking gross. Dude. It's true. What yeah. do you really think about it? It's like money. You don't think about it until you, you know, then you, then until you, you put it up your nose yeah. to snort yeah. a line. And then you're like, Oh no. I, the first time I had that menu experience that was at the airport in Des Moines. And I was like, where's your fucking menu at, man? He was like, it's on the table. I was like, I don't see it. I don't see it. And he was like, it's a QR code. And I was like, what the fuck is that? No, I'm just kidding. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, this is still kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is. I, I didn't know what was going on the first time that I went back. And I actually had to Google, how do I scan the QR code oh, in man. order to get Damn, to the menu? Grandpa, you saw me over there. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I had to actually, because I don't use QR codes, I had to download the fucking app and then scan the QR code because I had that point, I didn't have the iPhone. So I was like, well, there it is. Living man. the now, man. And you are. You're iPhone it up. I had all to. Right. Yeah. I had Finally, to. our group chats aren't green anymore. They're yeah, all blue. blue. People notice that, too. They're like, oh, we got an iPhone. Finally. <laughs> I'm like, God damn. This is a fucking cult. Y'all shut the fuck up. <laughs> so uh, now we have, and, and honestly, it's developed into a big fight between the people that wear masks and want to be socially distant mm-hmm. and responsible versus the anti-maskers. Yeah. yeah. I have, there's this guy. So on my commute to and from work on the way home i've seen this guy three times he has a sticker on the back of his work truck and it's a mask with a circle and a big bar through it like i ain't wearing no fucking mask and i'm like man you are really proud if you don't want to wear a mask like i you do you right we live in a free country um it is kind of a public health crisis but again and just the stress that has started to kind of build up because in the, the thing about people are like, I'm off social media. I'm not even looking at social media. Mm-hmm. I can't look at I look at social media just to see yeah. all the different angles because I'm friends sure. with, you know, yeah, people on people. both sides of yeah, the aisle, sure. a very yep. wide array mm-hmm. of people. And you see it. You see all. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it from both sides. You know I just don't, I mean? That's the thing that, that bothers me the most. Is I'm like, why? 
why is this shit political, man? Like this is, I guess the the starting point is if you don't believe this shit is real, then I guess that's your starting point for we don't want to wear a mask. But as someone that like sees shit in hospitals and sees people dying, and we all have been affected in one way or another by deaths. Like this shit is fucking real, homie. And it, it just blows my mind that that's your starting point is like, this shit ain't real, dude. I don't know why this became political. Everything has become political lately. And I'm just like, it's a fucking pandemic, man. Like, well, I mean, that's kind of why I throw a head nod over to South Korea, because they had the MERS outbreak mm-hmm. back in 2015 and they made it political and they it came into a small little pandemic in the country. But they wrote legislation at the time once they got it all under control that they weren't going to allow any kind of pandemic or any mm-hmm. kind of infectious disease be politicized anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. So that way, when COVID broke out, I mean, it was out of the politicians' hands. Mm-hmm. They have legislation that's written that they can kind of supersede some of the red tape that would hold them back. Yeah. And they got a lot of the stuff like right out there really quick. They got tests out there really quick. Yeah. And they were able to kind of just, you know, take all the political aspects out of it and just became mandated. Well, this isn't the first time we've run into this. You know, we're too young to remember when they introduced seatbelts and made it mandatory that people wear seatbelts. Sure. Like there was huge pushback. People were like, you know, I've been driving for 40 years. That's right. That's right. And I remember in high school, we had some friends that had like old Chevy pickup. When I say old, like 50s and 60s Chevy and Ford pickup trucks, the dashboard was fucking metal. Yeah. Like, yeah, you were to hit somebody or rear end somebody and you flew into that dashboard. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. At minimum, your teeth are gone. Oh, like, you know, when I was a kid, I was riding around in my grandmother's cutlass. I was riding front seat, no seatbelt. And we got into an accident and I flew forward and spider webbed the, the windshield. And when the cops came up to the scene, they were like, ma'am, you might want to put the seatbelt on him yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah. You know, but she didn't get a ticket written or anything like so that. That's what happened to you, buddy. That's <laughs> where it all started. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, honestly, in the U.S., for all of its good, there is a sort of culture of like malignant individualism where they're like, I don't care. You ain't going to tell me what to do ever. Even if it's just like, hey, you shouldn't light yourself on fire. They're like, I'll do what I want. Free <laughs> fucking country, man. And that's, yeah, like seatbelts. Like yeah. statistically, Everybody knows someone, especially at that time, that was horribly maimed or killed in a car accident. And they were still like, fuck y'all. Government ain't telling me to do shit. Yeah. And that's I. That's what I'm just getting at. I'm like, man, everybody needs to chill the fuck out. Because you don't live in a vacuum, man. Right. Especially with the pandemic. Like, if you want to drive your car without a seatbelt and put yourself through a windshield, like, I think you should probably pay the cleanup crew and maybe the EMT that's got to scrape you off the fucking pavement. But, like, with the pandemic, you can actively infect people in a public setting and that spirals out of control it's just i don't get it i'm just it's it's very frustrating to me man so another little uh effect we've had from it is the quarantine 15 so everybody that's been in lockdown seems like uh i'm sure sweatpants and uh your fat clothes that everybody's uh got in you know in, in stash somewhere yeah it's got a lot of use because it seems like everybody's packing on some pounds and there are the fucking overachiever dick bags and of course i'm just a little i'm just a little <laughs> bettering themselves yeah i'm just jealous i got a whole gym in my garage yeah. well i use this time to get in shape i'm yeah. like ah, i hear you i wish yeah, i wish I I yeah like, you're I better just- than i am Watched a lot of porn, drank a lot, really questioned my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> I binge watched so many shows on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it was sick. Um, now we're also dealing with digital learning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. been tough. That's Absolutely. Been tough. Most people don't know how to fucking teach a kid. Mm-hmm. And it sucks being on the platform. And ha- and big shout out to all the teachers out there. For real. Because they're busting their ass. And I've, I'm they friends really with a couple are. teachers. They're like, man, we are working literally 12 to 15 hours a day sometimes mm-hmm. trying to get this to work. 
and you see kids that are just saying fuck it, not mm-hmm. logging in at all. Yep. Um, saying fuck it and just not paying attention at all. Mm-hmm. You know, just you get the whole uh, spectrum of uh, just kind of bullshit that they're having yep. to deal with, man. Well, and that first wave that came through was you could tell they were just having to piece this thing together. Well, yeah. They were just like, I don't know. We're using all sorts of different software. I felt horrible for the teachers. And then, like, some of these parents were freaking the fuck out. Like, this is bullshit. And I was like, you can't blame them, dude. Nobody could have planned for this, really. I mean, you could have planned for this, but nobody expected this. Like, it happened. So you can't be really mad that they're literally just trying to piecemeal something together to teach the kids because you have to do something. Right. And then... Summer break occurred, and then they came back, and I was like, okay, now they've got a program in place that feels much more, uh, you know, laid out and planned. Right. So I, I just felt bad for the teacher. Yeah. You know, I know when this first kicked off, my son was, you know, in the back half of his kindergarten year, and I know that his teacher had a lot of trouble adapting to an online platform, and especially because, I mean, like, kindergarten teachers, uh, she was a little bit older and she's, you know, she's great in the yeah. kindergarten in the room setting, but trying to translate that, you know, to trying to figure out Zoom and how to yeah. like get a bunch of kindergartners to sit yeah. still, yeah. you know, all day. No, I mean, tough. I mean, she had her, her work laid out for her and right. it, it was tough. Yeah. But I mean, I, I will applaud the uh, the school systems. They really did come back after summer break and at least in our area yeah. have really stepped it up. And I felt really uh, I was really impressed with the performance that they did. Yeah. All right, another thing 2020 threw at us, a bunch of fucking people died. Obviously, not with just COVID, but a few of our favorite, hell, people in general. We started off the year in January with the death of Kobe Bryant. God, that was rough. I remember we were sitting in a Mexican restaurant having lunch when it came across the air, man. That was like shocking. I was like, "What?" I literally couldn't believe it for a second. Yeah, yeah, no, I was the same way, and and that, I mean, that rocked. I was like, "We're off to a really rough start here." Like, yeah, fuck. Well, then I was like, how? Oh, helicopter crash? Shit, that's a balling-ass way to die. Yeah. Then his daughter, too. You're like, yeah, man, that sucks, worse. man. Oh, yeah. Other sports legends we lost. Soccer legend and party animal, Diego Maradona. That's right, but that was not attack. really surprising. I was surprised he was still alive. I know. Honestly. And then the yeah. heart attack, you're like, you did more cocaine than Tony Montana <laughs> on a fucking like gay cruise, dude. <laughs> we also lost Hall of Fame baseball players Whitey Ford and Joe Morgan. Watch a lot of Joe Morgan. He used to do Sunday night baseball. Yeah. He was one of the and Whitey Ford. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. We lost stars in Hollywood as well. Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther. That was another shock. Yeah, that yeah. was huge. Uh, pancreatic cancer. For colon him? cancer. Yeah, colon, colon cancer. cancer. Yeah, but he hadn't talked about it at all. Uh-huh. So also yeah, they're no. like, when they said it, like, he's dead. I was like, that's that guy from that movie. I yeah, think. yeah. I looked it up. I was like, because I didn't, I don't like comic book movies. So I saw thirty minutes of Black Panther. And I was like, this shit sucks. But oh, I didn't see you him in the suck for that one. Oh dude, come that on, movie that movie was sucks, awesome. Dick. It's so dude, that bad. movie was awesome. Then why did they have the vibranium fucking Lexus commercial? You know what I'm saying? Like the, then the car breaks apart. Marketing. I hate marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right? it's vibranium but, Lexus. Yeah, but yeah, Lexus, BMW, they get into all this. There's a Lincoln Park BMW. I know. You I know. know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, that movie was not good. That movie was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did like, uh, watch him in the Jackie Robinson movie. and stuff. Yeah, like 42. That. Yeah, that, yeah. He was awesome in that. Yeah. yeah. We also lost Sean Connery. Yeah. Dementia. Oh, man. Oh, Reg- sometimes she deserves a slap. <laughs> <laughs> Regis Philbin, Natural Causes. Wilford Brimley of diabetes fame. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, a kidney diabetes, ailment. Diabetes, diabetes. We lost Jerry Stiller, George's yeah, dad. Yeah, R.I.P. Yep, Fred Willard, uh, Brian Dennehy, Tommy Boy's dad. Brian Dennehy died this oh, year. Oh man, Dennehy died. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Rennie Santori, 
Who's Randy Santori, you might ask? Yeah, I am Who's asking Randy Santori. It's Poppy from Seinfeld. Oh, oh man. Poppy Pete on the couch. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And probably the most painful to me, Alex Trebek. Trebek. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. That's a rough The greatest one. game show host of all time. Oh, without a goat. doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. So we watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune yep. like every night for dinner. Like yeah. My son, you know, 16 years old, 15 years old, he's 15, uh, he puts it on. He likes to watch mm-hmm. those shows. I think he likes it because he's a very traditional, he likes tradition. Mm-hmm. He knows my wife and I like it. So he puts it on every night. Make yep. sure it's on. We watch it every single night. Yep. And I kind of, you know, I like to pride myself and show off to my family. Is how You're really Jeopardy. good at Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Back when we were roommates, <laughs> you would crank Wheel of Fortune and I would fucking bomb ass on, like just crush Jeopardy. And we were always like, you should go on Wheel of Fortune and I should go on Jeopardy. And then we could like not pay a rent for like, I don't know, two <laughs> <Six> years. <months. laughs> yeah. We lost some uh, great political leaders as well. John Lewis here uh, yep. from Atlanta yeah. to pancreatic cancer and Ruth Bader Ginsburg yep. also RBG. to pancreatic RBG. cancer. Mm-hmm. From the music world, we lost Eddie Van Halen. Ouch. Yeah. Little Richard, Neil Peart, uh, the Rush That's drummer. Right. Neil Peart. Probably yeah. one of the, in my opinion, probably the greatest rock and roll drummer of all time. Technically speaking, I Dude's would say insane. yes. Yeah. I would have to go with, with John Bonham uh, stylistically over. Neil Pert, but I get Neil Pert plays like forty thousand drums. Go go talk to a drummer. Oh, I get it. I yeah. mean, that's like yeah, it's like well, Ying V. Malmsteen is the greatest guitarist ever, but it doesn't mean I want to listen to his shit. Joe Satriani. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, he fucking shreds, bro. I'm like, I get it, but you know, and, uh, we also lost Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Charlie Pride today. That's right. Charlie Pride oh, died wow, today. Really? Yeah, yeah. From COVID. Yeah. Ouch. Yep. Absolutely. And if you've ever read any book about business, you probably heard of Jack Welch. Yep. He's the famed CEO of GE. From the gut. Yeah, That's I read right. that book when I was yeah, like, whatever. Absolutely. Remember when uh, we thought we we lost Kim Jong-un back in April? Oh, yeah, I do He seems that. to almost die every few years. Yeah. He's got the gout. And he, uh, you know, apparently the guy likes to drink and smoke tons of cigarettes. So he, one of these days, he, it will be true. Yeah. Then um, George Floyd was killed, right? Nothing real funny about it. Just added a little bit more of a layer to 2020. Mm-hmm. Sparked the Black Lives Matter movement, started all the civil unrest around the country. Peaceful protests turned into, unfortunately, the opposite of that in some places. But it just added in the middle of the pandemic, just this was the last thing. First of all, it was the last thing you need ever. But mm-hmm. just to top it off into this year, it just added so much more tension and stress. Yeah. And all the other things we were dealing with at the time, it just was, you know, not even icing on the cake. It was just fucking. It wasn't it was good. Another, it's still not good. You know? It's you know the thing is is that uh, it's in an environment where it's everything is so incredibly polarized, where you literally have a Black Lives Matter movement versus a Blue Lives Matter movement. It's mm-hmm. literally like b- b- binary, like, and this is uh, yeah, it's basically a match in a fucking gas can. So I, I don't know. It's I, I said I, you know we try to avoid getting political on the show. I'm not even going to really get into it, but it's just. The whole thing's just fucking frustrating. I wish everybody would just chill out for a minute and be like, look, dude, sometimes, you know, it's very difficult to be a police officer. Everybody should understand that. And also we should understand that there are some fucking horrible cops out there that should get reined in. You know what I'm saying? And like, there's nothing wrong with saying that like, yeah, sometimes police violence is a real thing. And it's also okay to say some cops are out there doing the best that they fucking can. And it's not an easy job. I don't understand why that's so fucking hard to say. Why, Why can't we just meet in the middle? You know what I'm saying? But whatever. And, of course, 2020 was an election year. What a fucking disaster this has been. 
so I think I read the amount of money spent on political ads this mm-hmm. campaign cycle, $2.5 billion. Yeah. Yeah. $2.5 billion. That's yep. insane. Could you imagine the good that you could have done with all that money mm-hmm. instead of just jamming like shitty negative ads down mm-hmm. our throat, both sides of the aisle, the finger pointing? It's just. I can't fucking stand it. And now we have a Senate runoff here in Georgia. Yep. And they're literally like, you guys can save America. It's all on you. To, you know what I mean? It's just. And it's God on almighty. every different tier, too. I mean, like, you know, we're here in Georgia. So in the original election, you know, I went and voted and I've got a daughter who is eight years old and I was wearing the, you know, I voted sticker when I got home and she goes, dad, dad, did you vote for John Ossoff? And I was like, why would it matter who I voted? Like, why are you so invested mm-hmm. into this? And she goes, I hope you didn't vote for him because I heard that he accepts corporate PAC donations. Mm. And I'm like, Jesus, what? Where are you hearing that? Mm. She's like, YouTube. They tell me all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. And that's where that two and a half billion dollars is going yeah. towards. Yep. I'd exactly. be a big fan of publicly funded elections where there's just like, there's a pool. You guys get <laughs> this much money. It's literally like five million dollars. You get to split it. <laughs> that's what you get. Yeah. And now that's it. But hey, man, this is where we're at. Yeah. So. And then uh, we had the Australian and the California wildfires. This shit sucked, too. Like you said, this is the beginning of the year Australia was burning to the ground. Yeah, the koalas were like, it was rough. That shit sucks. Watching, yeah, animals, like just... A billion animals, they said. <sighs> a billion? A billion died in the Australian wildfires. Jeez, oh, man. man. Damn. And Jeez. we're all bitching about this COVID shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what are you guys? Oh, you got a little bug? Like when we had the bird flu, man? Shit. We're getting killed all the time out here. Y'all factory farming us, man. <laughs> and when California, I can't remember, it's like a million acres or something more than that. There's I a remember. lot. Yeah. yeah, man. They were showing some pictures of like the beach in the morning over mm-hmm. there. It looked like it was in the morning, but it was actually like midday and yeah. it was just like orange. Yeah. That's what happens in California too in the fall time is when those fires kick up because you have what's called the Santa Ana winds. They come in from the mountains and they're dry and they're real fast or whatever. So when you get and there's, I mean, if anybody's ever been out there, wildfires are pretty common, right? Southern California, you're driving around, you'll see a hillside that's burn up, right? Because it's it's dry. But if it if you get one of those wildfires or whether there's a bunch of, of basically tender, and then you get those Santa Ana winds kicking, yeah, then it just spreads real, real fast. It's the perfect storm. Basically. Yes, and and it's getting worse every year. Mm. We went to high school with a girl. Uh, she and her husband lost their house. In one oh, of really? The fires. Yeah. What's her name? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. On a little bit of a lighter note, we had the Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin story known as Tiger King. Man, it was so popular that we did an episode on we it. We did yeah. a fireside chat on Tiger King. I'm pretty sure almost everybody in America has watched it by now. Yeah. If you haven't, take the five hours, whatever. Yeah, it's worth it. It's it, worth it. It's so worth it, man. I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next big event like show so we can have a show on that because it's just so fun to talk about. You know? It's going to be like, hard to top Tiger King. It is. But you know what's funny is like that used to be back when we were growing up in high school was you had sort of a monoculture where there was like everybody was watching the same shows yep. because there was only like so many channels. Everybody was listening to the same albums. So there was like this this cultural touch point for all this stuff. So nowadays, because you have Netflix and everybody has their own designated shows and you have Spotify for your own music, there isn't like this monoculture sort of thing that occurs very often. So when you get a Tiger King where everybody's like, did you see this shit? Yeah. I was like, yeah, this is great. You have a conversation for everybody. Yeah, like at 100%. work, at parties. You know, you can be standing in line at like Publix waiting for a sandwich and be like, 
I'll never recover from this financially. <laughs> and the guy behind you is going to be like, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like I call up my dad and be like, hey, have you seen this yet? He's like, oh, no, I might watch. I was like, watch 10 minutes of it. Mm. I called him back a week later. He was like, I've seen every episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It is crack cocaine. Guess what, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's very personally selfish for me is my trash TV shows have been ruined. With the pandemic, the Maury show doesn't have the in-person drama of finding whether you are or not the father. They don't get to point at the screen and compare the pictures, uh, whether the kid has the same nose and forehead and cheeks. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So how do they do the they show They do now. it virtually. Oh. Yeah. Well, hold and on. Let Maury, me ask another Maury question sits in here. a chair and there's two people on TV screens. I'm going to be honest about this because the Maury show now is just are you the father or not, right? Like every episode? Yeah. Or did you cheat? Did you cheat? Okay. Yeah. And is the kid yours? It all yeah. kind of goes. Yeah. yeah. All, so, yeah. but like, it feels like, you know, you could pop on reruns from like seven years ago and nobody would know the difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It it's isn't true. like there's a this story arc. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, hey, the only difference would be like, wait a second, is that dude wearing FUBU? <laughs> that's, what? that's the only way you could get a timestamp on it so i don't know why they're even bothering with like the virtual they show doing virtual maury okay <clears throat> just the other day i saw one of television's classic most loved shows cheaters has a new host oh, oh really did, joey, uh, did joey greco die so no joey greco's not on there they had a host by the name of clark gable the oh, third that's right he this did clark gable's from gone with the wind oh really his grandson okay died of a drug overdose oh man so now the new host is a guy named Peter Pankey. That's right. Oh, that's a horrible name. Peter Pankey. <laughs> Pankey is known in the rap world as Peter Guns, who teamed up with Lord Tariq for the 1997 hit Deja Vu, a.k.a. Uptown Baby. I feel like I should know this. You do. If you Google it, you'll absolutely recognize the song. You'll recognize the beat for okay. sure. All right. Uptown Baby. I had to do a little digging on this dude just to see how the hell he got his job. And it turns out he's a professional cheater himself. He had a 13-year relationship with Tara Wallace, abruptly ended after she found out he'd married his client, a singer named Amina Butterfly. For years, the Anita Bong hit. <laughs> <laughs> For years, the trio's cluster of relationships were played out on reality television. And since that time, Peter's gone on to have more children with both women. And at one point, they were pregnant at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, sounds like a real... Oh, so anyway, Sounds like a Mori episode I turn the, right I turn there. the fucking show on and I'm like, ooh, cheater, sweet. And all of a sudden it's this dude and he's like, yo, what's up, America? It's your boy, Peter Pankey. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Where the hell is Clark Gable or Joey Greco? And why didn't he go with Peter Gunn? <sighs> I don't yeah. know. I would have kept Peter Gunn. So yeah. yeah. Instead of Peter Pankey. <laughs> yeah. Peter Panko, that's breaded, just, fucking, what, you know, I don't, what the fuck ever. That, see, that's like, his real name, I guess. And see, TV's also taking a little bit of a turn. Um. Like, uh, my wife and I, we like watching uh, every once in a while, we'll watch American Ninja Warrior. Mm -hmm. And they came back this year, but they did it in a, a stadium that was mm -hmm. completely empty. But they still kept, like, the... Remember, like, back in the 70s, they had laugh tracks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they kept, like, audience tracks going on. Like, they're, even though, like, you know there's nobody yeah. in the audience. They're doing it in sports, too. Yeah. And Piping it, in crowd noise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't get down with that, man. Mm, it's it weird. Just, it's weird. And then uh, you had fucking murder hornets. So, murder hornets are the largest hornets in the world. A female worker may grow to the length of nearly an inch and a half long. And the insect has a large 
biting mouth part that enable it to decapitate its victims. That's yeah, why I call yeah. it the murder horn. Because it murders uh, honeybees. Yeah, honeybees. That's right. Yeah. So it's as long as my dick, but it's much deadlier. <laughs> yep. Much deadlier. And its head will swallow something instead of getting swallowed. Oh, yeah. Oh. But between <laughs> late summer and fall, the hornet workers band together to conduct mass attacks on nests and other social insects, noticeably honeybees. This behavior even has a name. The slaughter and occupation phase sounds like a military tactic. Yeah, Jesus Jeez. Christ! And I got to be honest, as much, as much as we're complaining about COVID in 2020, it's been a rough decade for honeybees. Oh man, <laughs> oh, man. it really has. And, and, and honeybees are important. I don't think people realize important. how important bees are yeah, to dude. all of our ecosystems. How are you going to put shit in your in your tea? You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, how are you going to have? If you don't have honeybees, you can't have sugar smacks. You can't have a Honeycrisp, Golden Grams. Did nobody see the bee movie with Jerry Seinfeld as the main voice of the main bee in there? Yeah. Anyway, they pollinate a bunch of shit, which you need just in general to survive. That's secondary to them making sugar smacks. (laughs) U.S. beekeepers supply billions of honeybees each year to help pollinate at least 90 agricultural crops. And they're worried that the new raider could further worsen an already deep loss in the important pollinator population. That shit's game Man. over too. They're like, we can, we can, we can stop them. I'm like, it's over. So you know, it, well, 2020 being uh, such a crazy fucking year, and I mean, it almost feels like we're a step away from the world ending. Almost like I would not be surprised if it's like we hear that like an asteroid's coming for us or something like that. Oh yeah, wait, was that didn't happen this year with the missile launch that they said was going to hit Hawaii, or was that last year? Remember that shit? No, I don't remember that. They said a nuclear weapon is in is like on its way to Hawaii. Remember this? It was like a text that went out to everybody in Hawaii. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, that was that. That wasn't this year, was it? It probably was. I don't yeah. know. Anyways, I mean, I mean, well, when you consider that the Pentagon put out three videos of UFOs and it didn't even make a bleep, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at stuff like that, you know. Yeah. I went back and looked, and I mean, there have been multiple times that we as a as a country and even just the world have had shitty years like this before. Yeah. And so yeah, at least it does give me a little bit of hope that, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't the end of the world, that it is slightly cyclical mm-hmm. that all this is happening. But, you know, other years of note, um, 1861 yeah. fucking sucked. Civil War. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That was the year the Civil War started. And uh, the argument over slavery had reached its boiling point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a shitty year to be alive. I remember it was. It sucked. I yeah. kept telling him, I was like, I don't think it's a good idea that we keep people as like you know slave property. Yeah. yeah, but they were like, you know, it's my fucking individual right. And, I mean, there was a lot of turmoil going on with Lincoln winning back in 1860. That's right. You know, he didn't attack the uh, Southern Democrats, nope. but he did. You know, stop slavery from moving out west. They and, assumed that, and they, they assumed that he was a, because he was like an abolitionist. They're like, this is it. That's why they were like, one hundred percent. Yep. Side note: that fucking Grant documentary, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Solid. Oh God, it was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. So another year that really fucking sucked was uh, nineteen nineteen. Yeah, right. yeah. We had just emerged from World War One, and then the Spanish flu hit, mm-hmm. and that was killing millions of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, you get out of World War One, and you think there's just a little bit of a you know shining mm-hmm. light going on, and then the Spanish flu hits. Yeah, that was a fucking shitty year. Yeah. And actually, people were, were refusing to wear masks then, too, which is mind-blowing to me. So I was like, it isn't like a new phenomenon. No. This was a back it's then true. where I was like, Jesus Christ, humans have just always been a bunch of dildos. Pretty much. 1932 was a pretty shitty year to fucking live. Uh, <sighs> Great yeah, Depression. Was it, Great Depression had reached its peak, and it was also an election year. 
FDR was running against Herbert Hoover. Yeah. And there was a lot of turmoil going on with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dust Bowl was happening. Yeah, Dust Bowl was for real. Yeah. My, and my grandfather was born. And that just fucking whew, just ruined everybody. I was saving that for the cherry <laughs> on top. But uh, that was also the year that the uh, Nazi party became the most dominant party in Germany as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a, a rough year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, to top it all off, uh, 1968 was yeah. also uh, a rough year. Assassinations galore. Man, that was, yeah, the Vietnam War was raging on. Student protests blew up across the country, and uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. RFK. Robert, Robert Kennedy was assassinated. U.S. troops killed hundreds of Vietnamese civilians in the, I think it's the My Lai, My Lai ask- massacre. massacre. Yep. Armed police greeted tens of thousands of anti-war protesters at the Democratic Convention in Chicago and were beating participants on national TV. Yeah. You know, like and so it was like I think that that's kind of the closest that we can kind of parallel to what's Mm -hmm. going on right now. It was just one of those years where something just kept on happening. And that's like when something would start to kind of fizzle out something more would get piled onto it and piled onto it. Yeah. You had riots then too. I don't know if it was the watch riots or something like that, but there was yeah, sixty-eight was a, was a rough year, man. So, I mean, so I think that uh, twenty twenty definitely fits in the top five worst mm-hmm. years, probably of the past two hundred and fifty years. But that's tough to say. I mean, because here's the thing for me: like the coronavirus, if you take that out of the equation, it's a shitty year, but it really has become sort of a meme. You know what I'm right. saying? Where it's like, oh, everything's, everything's 2020. Jesus, like, I stubbed my toe. I fucking, you know, burnt my dick with the, you know, it's it's like, all right, it, dude, yeah, shit sucks, but it's not like 2020 didn't make you burn your tongue, uh, you know, because you got fucking coffee that's too hot. But everybody's just pointing to that. So I think mostly we're just talking about, yeah, it's a fucking pandemic, dude. There's a lot of people dying. But other than that, I mean, celebrities die every year. Sure. Uh, and, you know, wildfires are getting worse and worse. And if y'all motherfuckers think that, that shit ain't going to be just getting worse every year. I got some beachfront property in Arizona, I can tell you. Right. Because uh, go ahead and gear up because I'll show you it's about to burn to the fucking ground again. There's yeah. a fucking uh, iceberg the size of Delaware mm-hmm. that's about to smash into some islands. I think it's in the South Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, it broke off from the ice shelf in Antarctica. And nobody lives on the islands, mm-hmm. and that's cool. But there's a whole ecosystem of animals that feed and breed right yeah. off of the coast. And once that iceberg hits, it's going to pretty much cut them off from all of their food supply. It's like the plot from the movie Speed 2. (laughs) (laughs) But instead of a cruise ship, it's just an iceberg. And it'll suck as bad as Speed 2. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's driving the the iceberg. Wildcat. (laughs) Dude. But yeah, I mean, that's another thing. So yeah, the the global climate change, that's been politicized. But, you know, every year shit just keeps getting worse. There you go. Yep. All right. So that's 2020, boys. Have y'all seen the commercial for Match.com where it's uh, Satan is trying to match with somebody and he matches with somebody and he comes walking up and he he looks at it's this chick and he goes, uh, two zero, two zero. She goes, you can call me 2020. No. And then like it's, <laughs> they just go on this whole like montage of they're like taking a picture behind a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. The girl is like going into a bathroom and stealing all the toilet paper. And Satan's like, yeah. yeah. I forgot about it. We didn't touch on that either. People hoarding toilet, toilet, toilet paper. paper and shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's funny enough. We had our toilet paper and paper towels on auto ship from Amazon. Mm-hmm. We have for a long time. And we would always get ahead, right? We had like a couple cases ahead of schedule. And I'm um, like, you know, kind of like, damn it, let's stop the order one month. And then the shit hit the fan and nobody could get toilet paper. Yep. 
We had three fucking cases of toilet paper in our bedroom. Wait for someone to rage yeah. shit. And my wife was like, "Ah, they said the the, the shipment's not going to come this month." I'm like, "It's all good. Yeah. We're, we're covered. We're straight. Got yep. plenty of shit tickets, girl." That's right. Yeah, yeah, but then it ends the commercial. The Satan and 2020 checker sitting on a bench, and he looks over. And he goes. I, I just don't want this year to end. <laughs> <laughs> like meteors are falling out of the yeah. sky, taking out bridges. All right. So what are you guys going to rate 2020 as a year? Uh, Let me see here. Like I said, I sort of narrowed it down that if you eliminate the coronavirus pandemic, it's a, probably a pretty average year in terms of shittiness. Uh, I mean, all right, so slightly worse, maybe, but nothing like horrific, right? Like nothing like, okay, you know, oh shit, the election, everybody's, everybody hates election year. Everybody hates the ads. It's all that shit happens. Celebrities die all the time. Um, the ra- uh, race wars, middle of the summer. Yeah, well, like I said, testy. 68 was pretty rough with race wars. The You know, you had the LA riots and stuff like that. It was a continuation of the general. And there wasn't a pandemic that year. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and I mean, you know, you had the stuff with Trayvon Martin and all that shit before too. Yeah. So it's 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 been, it's nothing new. It's just that you're like, oh, it's stacked on top of a pandemic. So you're like, okay, this is fucked up. The pandemic itself is, is really bad, but like the Spanish flu was, was worse. The fucking bubonic plague significantly worse this shit wiped out like a third of all of europe i'm gonna give it a seven i'm gonna say it's a bad year but it's not it's not the fucking 11 that uh, everybody keeps making it out to be 2021 could be way fucking worse (laughs) y'all well it might score higher then but for me i'm going to uh give it a couple more points than my uh compadre across the table here Uh, it's been a tough year And, you know, yeah, if you take the pandemic out of it, I would say that, you know, this year would only slightly edge out previous years. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we can't take the pandemic out of this year. And it has completely altered the way that we have life around here, at least Mm -hmm. for my family. We've had to personally skip shows recording one hundred percent because we're either in quarantine or whatever effect you know COVID's put yeah. on. Our We've families. also had to um, do it virtually. Do it virtually. Yeah. yeah. What we're saying time. is we're the real victims here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what our show is about. All right. So, you know, I look at it from, you know, it's changed the fact, you know, I've got two small kids mm-hmm. and it's completely annihilated all of their being able to go out and be social with all of their friends, go to playgrounds and stuff like that. I've got two kids just full of energy running around the house with no outlet for it for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, I lost my father-in-law this year mm-hmm. and this was a guy that he was going to live forever. I mean, the, the guy missed the polio vaccine by 18 months. And so he lived with polio his whole life. He had multiple knee replacement surgeries, multiple hip surgeries. And every time that he had one of these surgeries he would always like catch the flu or something like that get mad sick and but i mean he just kept on he was like the little engine that could he just kept on coming back but when he caught this man within four days he was gone Mm -hmm. um you know so i mean that was a huge rock to our family and then also not being able to have a, a funeral for him just you add on the election year the race wars you add on just everything stacked up on top of each other you know, at least in any normal year, you can go online and kind of escape everything for mm-hmm. a little bit. You can go onto Instagram and just kind of look at memes if you want to and kind of, you know, reset a little bit. But man, now you can't even do that. Every social media source is just politically charged or radically charged. And so and you're stuck at home for a lot of this time. You yeah. know, we can't even go. Well, I was about to say you can't even go bowling or something like that. But that was one of the first things that reopened here in Georgia. Bowling and tattoo parlors. Those were the first <laughs> things that reopened like and back in April. people wonder why 
people from Georgia are morons <laughs> anyway. But I think for me, it, it's been a tough year and I'm going to, for 2020, at the end of it, I'm going to bump it up a couple points from Mikey and I'm going to give it a 9.5. All right, 9.5. All right. So all three of us, I think we're super fortunate not to lose our jobs, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing that's come of 2020 is all the people that lost their jobs. No yeah. source of income. When that happens, you also lose your health insurance. Yep. You ever looked at a Cobra plan and how much that costs? It costs about Good luck. as much as a fucking used Honda Accord every month. Oh, it's oh, insane. Yeah. It's insane. So a lot of like the super duper negative effects, we've all kind of been fortunate enough to dodge a little bit of. Mm -hmm. um, short and sweet, kind of echo both of y'all sentiments. I also gave it a 9.5. All right. All right. Well, with a 9.5 from Buddy, a 9.5 from Randy, and a 7.0 from Mikey, 2020's final asshole score is a 8.6 repeating. Okay. 8.6. Sounds six, about six, right. Six. Yeah, right. Mark of the beast. And, and actually, our pre-show asshole score had a 3.166. Yeah, six, which was John 3.16. So for God the, so loved the world that he gave the only begotten disease, COVID-19. <laughs> all right. We hope you guys enjoyed this show. If you like what we're doing, go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms at AHC Podcast. We hope 2021 brings us much better news. Everybody stay safe. We appreciate all your support out there. And until next time, this is Asshole Court. And I hope 2021 is worse so I can prove to y'all that 2020 wasn't that bad. Eat a dick, Mike. <laughs> <laughs>